Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Floor is Yours, an extension of Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Big night on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. After you catch us, episode of Sixth Ring on the Canes on a big national signing day for them, Jazz Santana, Vishnu, and the rest of the crew. Uh, they've got a bunch of guests on there as well. They'll be here at 8.30, and of course, if you can't catch it at 8.30, you can catch it uh, at any time here on the channel. And at 9 o'clock, Adam Barai takes over for Clutch Corner. So a lot of basketball and football, and also, of course, Alex Dono, Earlier today, handled the Brian Flores situation. Um, had an interesting guest, an attorney, who got into sort of what may play out for the Dolphins here going forward. So make sure you check out all that. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get all of it. Okay, so I don't have to tell you about it. Say like, hit subscribe. Well, today, of course, we're going to talk about the Heat. I've got Brady Hawk with me. I got Timothy Bain with me. We will have at some point Alex Toledo with us as well. I want to tell you about a new sponsor here of Floors Yours and of the Five Reasons. YouTube channel and of the five reasons sports network. And it's signs Broward of Fort Lauderdale. This is where you go basically for one-stop shop for everything signs. We used to tell you about everything trade shows. Well, this is for signs. Okay. They handle signs all over South Florida. If you've been on Las Olas and you've seen some of the signs there, they do those. Okay. So if your company is looking for a sign, you see Piazza uh, Italia, which is a popular spot on Las Olas. They did their signs and many of the others. They do the trade show displays, as well, they do the repairs of signs. They do the vehicle graphics. They do everything. You can see they do the maintenance there as well and the graphic design. So it's Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. It's signsbrowardfortlauderdale.com is where you want to go. You see an example of a lot of the products uh, that they've created there. And the phone number is 954-791-8685. It's 954-791-8685. Make sure you mention Five reasons for a discount there as well. And again, it's Signs, Broward, Fort Lauderdale, a one-stop shop for everything Signs. All right, let's get to it. We're going to be very targeted on this episode. We will take your questions. Um, we will certainly will read any comments that come in through the Super Chat. So if you sign up through the Super Chat, give us a little donation here. We'll make sure you get to the front of the line. We'll try to get to as many as possible. And again, Alex is going to join us here shortly. I just want to focus on two players. Thank you. Yes, my Wi-Fi situation is slightly improved, but other situations in my life have not. So if you want to contribute something, uh, we'll certainly take it. Tim, Timothy, you're, man, your Wi-Fi is better today. I'm not accustomed. Yeah, I'm, to I'm to work. That's why I'm to work. Oh, okay. That explains it. <laughs> uh, Brady's is always solid. All right, let's, uh, let's get to it, though. We're going to focus on two players today. And, and here's my basic premise on uh, winning in the playoffs. All the rotations shrink. Even if you don't want to shrink your rotation, you do because the best players on the other team are playing more minutes. So you need to counter their best players with your best players. So we can talk a lot about how cute it's been that the Heat have 12 playable players, players but we know that Eris Bolster is not going to use 12 playable players in the playoffs. He may not even use nine consistently. Okay, He's probably going to use eight, and maybe he'll switch a ninth depending on the night or who the opponent is. Okay, And because of that, your two best players 
have to fit and they have to be great. That's the only chance you have to advance deep in the playoffs because their minutes are going up. You're taking away minutes from somebody else to give them to your best players. So if you're going against the Nets and you're dealing with Durant and Harden or Durant and Kyrie, your best players have to play more against them. You're dealing with Milwaukee, you know that Budenholzer, with the exception of Giannis, of course, is going to play his best players uh, more minutes in those situations. You know that Chris Paul is going to get a heavier load in the playoffs along with Devin Booker, okay? It's just the way that it is. And the numbers this year on Bam and Jimmy are not great uh, playing together. And so this is really the question. We've seen them lead a team to the NBA Finals two years ago. They did it with Goran Dragic sort of creating, you know, relief for them offensively. Duncan Robinson providing space, Tyler Hero providing moments. But this season, Brady, it hasn't looked great. I mean, again, they're pretty much flatline in terms of their analytics together. I know they haven't played as many minutes uh, typically together because of Bam's injury and Jimmy missed some time as well. Lowry hasn't been in there of late to kind of make things easier on both of them. Are you concerned at all on the way they've looked together? Because they're not typical lead guys and the fact that most lead guys in the NBA, one of the two of them is a three-point shooter and neither of them is. Yeah, I know we want to talk about those numbers in that type of sense of be honest. I'm not really worried about it. I would say uh, I am worried about it in late game situations. I think that's a totally different topic. Uh, when it goes down into crunch time, what do they run? What do they get to? Because we've seen at times when it's just Jimmy and Bam, when it's not Kyle Lowry late in the game, uh, the ball sticks. We've just seen that. We've seen that in both Toronto games last night. It wasn't really Jimmy as much. The game before that, it was Jimmy. It was a bunch of Jimmy shots that were forced. Uh, so I would lean more in the late game uh, spots. And I think those numbers can kind of get jumbled up as well, too. If you look even, let's just look at last game specifically. The late game offense is one thing that we can address. But if you rewind back a little bit to the six-minute mark in the fourth, it's 93-92 game, the heater up. Uh, the lineup on the floor, if we're talking about Jimmy and Bam numbers, was P.J., Caleb and Max. It's just an odd lineup to just go out there. Uh, from that point on, I think the next three possessions was a, uh, a PJ floater that was forced, a Caleb step back three, basically, uh, and a PJ turnover down the baseline. That score ended up flipping to 100 to 93 in Toronto's, fa in Toronto's favor. That's the stuff that sticks out to me. That's the stuff that makes those numbers with Jim, Jimmy and Bam go downhill in that way, just because uh, when they let the role players, well, the role players are the complementary pieces. When they let those role players become the main pieces, that's when things kind of become problematic in, in my opinion. Uh, so I don't think we can talk about late game offense and I'm sure we will with these two players, but it's more about the things that come before the late game offense, the things that lead up to it, to these empty possessions that Eric Spolster will talk about after the game. Okay. Couldn't agree so let's more. Get, okay. Let, let's get to it. And we'll get to Alex in a second. Or right, we're going to go to Timothy next. Manny, what are you doing? So, uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, Tim, Timothy, this is the, this is the core question here. Okay. Which is, you know, Brady said it like letting the role players do their thing. You just had an interview that, that Jimmy did with Jonathan Abrams in the New York times, where he essentially said, I'm not a scorer anymore. We know that Bam, Bam Adebayo's inclination is not to be a scorer. I mean, we saw it last night, but I wouldn't anticipate it's going to happen in the next game. Cause he never follows up one of those with another. Right. <laughs> I mean, can, can you win a championship when your two best players like scoring is the last thing on their mind like that? Like I, I understand propping up role players, but we know that when push comes to shove, Devin Booker is going to try to score. We, we, we know that Steph Curry is going to try to score that Kevin Durant is going to try to score that Giannis and Middleton will try to score. 
you have two guys on this team who, who like it's like okay we're just cool doing everything else Are, can you win a championship that way I'm not sure. So I've been uh, kind of afraid for a while of the fact that our two teams, I love they don't defense. Like we mm. just snuff up players of defense with Bam and Jimmy. But you've been noticing the trend for a little while. And the whole point was bring in Larry, bring in Larry so Jimmy could just focus on scoring. But as he said in the interview, he no longer wants to just focus on scoring. So I'm kind of afraid because, and I kind of now get everyone saying, you know, consolidate, bring in Beal, bring in someone who, who's bringing a scorer. Um, because if your best two players are going to just pass all the time. And what Brady said, what the fuck was, I noticed something very particular, right? I don't know what, what point the squad was, but Jimmy was up in the air on a jump pass. He had a wide open uh, Duncan, but Duncan had just missed like four threes. So instead of mm-hmm. passing the Duncan, he passed the Caleb and it was a turnover. Like, so the fact is that Jimmy doesn't want to score. Jimmy was under the rim and he doesn't even trust Duncan. So maybe that's where I, I shifted off of the keep Duncan trained and maybe if if he if Jimmy doesn't even trust Duncan anymore um maybe we need to bring in somebody who because we, we know Hero will score but Hero still has the challenges with Nance or his handle mm. um there there has to be somebody on this team who who wants to go just I'm not talking like a Terrence Ross or something like that I mean like an actual star or their star player because the regular season fine like we will do pretty well with like the, the, the Caleb's the Shrews's but when you get to the playoffs um, and I, it's very, it hurts my stomach watching the fourth quarter because it's like they forget how to play basketball. Like it's just <laughs> overpass, pass, 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 and then all late second three point shots. So I don't think um, that style of your two best players, the ones who command the double teams, the one who command all, all attention, not trying to score, I don't think you win the championship that way. Like I wish Jimmy would just get to the room. Like he, we know he's elite at um, drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. let's get to the comment uh throw that one back up manny and i'm going to throw this at alex and then we'll get to the super chat comment well no not that one the, the, what you I'm, I'm going to read that also but go go to the comment that you just put up manny the one uh the the, the excerpt from the article that naveed posted because I, I want to read this because this is totally contradictory to what jimmy's done uh which is what what i don't understand I, if you don't have it yet I'll, I'll i'll paraphrase it which is basically he says in here uh and here we go yeah, I'm not a scorer anymore. I'm more of a facilitating guard, and I like it that way. I love it that way because we got a lot of guys that can put the ball in the basket, so I let them shine, and I just rack up assists. I feel like that's true for the first 47 minutes, um, but not in the last one, Alex. Like uh, it, 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 And, and that, that, again, complicates this question because we're saying, okay, can your two best players uh, be sort of reluctant scorers but then again, it seems like Jimmy is not a reluctant scorer when maybe he should be a more reluctant scorer in the last minute of the game. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I think him saying this is like him trying to get the expectations down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jimmy is almost like playing cards with the way that he's doing this. I, I think he's a gamer, man. I think a lot of it, a lot of like my perspective is just informed by what I've seen him do in the playoffs year after year. Not Let's just not even include last season but no but seriously uh i just i I look at it in an optimistic way an optimistic way where it's like i'm expecting jimmy to step up his game in the playoffs where if he doesn't do that it's a disappointment like i'm 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 expecting him to step up from the level that he's been at in the regular season which is high i just think that's just the type of player he is i'm and that's also kind of just optimistic way of looking at it right where it's like you're hoping that him and kyle and bam you know not necessarily having a huge sense of urgency to to be scorers is a kind of just regular season thing. And you're hoping that in the playoffs, they recognize that although the depth is great, you have a lot of players you can, you know, feel good about putting on the floor. 
none of this works if your stars don't play like stars on a night to night basis in the playoffs. And so I think they know that. And I think that's why I'm a little bit less worried than other people. And I feel like a lot of what they have already just fits really well. I feel like they know uh, in general how to make stuff happen on the court. What I don't like and what I'm agreeing with you guys with is uh, in, the, in a lot of the crunch time office stuff, whether it's with Jimmy or with Tyler, it feels like they get away from their game plan. And like Giancarlo Navas has pointed out, like this is something that every coach does, right? Like a lot of times it's just kind of slowing stuff down, making sure that you're not turning the ball over, just getting the ball in your best scorer or best playmaker's hands and making stuff happen. But this team is not really built for that. This team is better when they're moving the ball, kind of read and react. And when you're just getting advantages for your best players, like I don't want to see Jimmy and Bam going one-on-one unless it's a mismatch, right? And I just feel like everybody on this team benefits from playing a somewhat faster kind of read and react game other than maybe Jimmy. I said that on the podcast last night because I feel like he would always rather just slow it down. Mm. But um, I just feel like in general, it's going to, it comes down to the stars in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's really all I got to say. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, with the exception of last year where he was stupidly locked in and then stupidly locked out of the playoffs in four games um, and outscored by Bryn Forbes, he has elevated his game in the playoffs, but, and I'm going to, I'm going to get to the Beal comment in a second, because I know that's where this episode is going to go and I'll take it there shortly. But, but Brady, who is, because we talked about, we've talked about Goron being the relief option two years ago, that it was, they don't get to the finals without Goron and they missed him desperately in the finals. Even, I I don't think they win. If Goron was out, but Bam was healthy, they don't win that series. Anyway, they needed both of them because they needed, in my view, they needed Goron to create those scoring flurries to help both of them. Who is most important for them this year to create uh, the necessary scoring and space? Because I feel like there's three different ways you could go with this. One was if you had Duncan Robinson playing at a high level for four quarters, but we haven't seen that consistently. He doesn't even play the fourth most games. And and I think Mm -hmm. obviously that was telling last night. Uh, The second would be Kyle Lowry potential, you know, being the ball handler to take the ball out of both of their hands and make sure it gets to the right spot and make sure that there's pace and all the rest of that. And the third is Tyler hero playing like a clutch three levels, three, you know, two and a half level score down the stretch of games, which of those three guys in your view, and I'll let all, I'll let the two of you guys weigh in on this after which of those three guys is most important to making the Jimmy bam thing, which is a little, like I said, unconventional for the modern NBA to have them as your two best players, make it work. I think when you're talking about, because this is a Bam Jimmy topic, it's it's Kyle Lowry. Uh, the reason is because if Tyler's the one that's going, and he will be many nights, most of the time it's going to be Bam and Jimmy standing around in that instance. And that's when their offense kind of looks ugly. We've seen that time and time again. And to tie it to Alex's point about Jimmy kind of changing things late in games, uh, it feels like with their offense works is based off movement. When he's driving to the rim and he's kicking out and he's getting P.J. Tucker threes or Gabe Vitson had some threes in that first Toronto game like that is when their offense is at its best late in games they have to play to that type of motto when Kyle Lowry is in uh he can kind of tie that all together because we've seen uh even when when they're kind of playing together Bam Adebayo getting the ball in his spots because Kyle can set him up Kyle I think as well he's a different player when the playoffs come around I think that he's going to turn into a little bit more of a scorer anyway when that comes around we've seen flashes of that I keep going back to I think it was the Clippers game uh, in, in either the third or the fourth where he just kind of took over in that way. That's what I envision in, in certain quarters when they need it more than Tyler Hero just giving that burst in general. So that's the way I see it. I feel like the big thing is we, we, we kind of try to put them in their spots because we haven't seen it all together for too long. But Kyle Lowry is the perfect player to put next to Jimmy in terms of the off-ball point guard. Gabe's done it because Gabe's done it his entire life. Gabe's been an off-ball shooter, an off-ball point guard his entire life. But Kyle Lowry does it at another level because he can facilitate the offense 
from a right corner. And he can facilitate the offense when he gets it in motion. So I just feel like that's the type of scorer that they need or the type of player they need to close games, but also just playoff time, just tying it all together. Brock, we appreciate the donation, and I haven't checked out the Canes game yet, but the way things have gone for South Florida sports this week, I'm not surprised. Has anybody won? The Panthers got blown out in, in New York. Uh, the Heat have, Heat have lost three straight, and, of course, the Dolphins are a dumpster fire. The Panthers won at our watch party, though. Well, that's right. Well, our watch party caused the Flores situation, I guess. I don't know if that's that's what it got. Uh, I'll go to you on this next, Alex. Uh, those three, got to pick one. Who is most important to uh, to making it work with Jimmy and Bam? Who's most important to making it work with Jimmy and Bam? I think really it's it's Kyle, man. Like mm-hmm. it's it's. I wanted to not say the same thing as Brady, like the same person, but really it, it, it's up to him to because we we've seen the difference, you know, when he's on the court when he's not. I'm sorry that, <laughs> that threw me out there. We've seen the difference with Lowry on the floor and Lowry off the floor. I really do think he just makes things easier for everybody else, whether you're talking about the stars or whether you're talking about the role players. And I just think he is the relief guy in the sense that he can get you a bucket and he can create. And we know that Tyler can do that, but I think Tyler is rightfully placed, you know, kind of like in that fourth best player role where he's going to take more shots than Kyle Lowry, but you want Lowry to have the ball in his hands more often. You want him directing stuff and kind of, I think when he's on the court, I mean, you just have a lot more stuff that you have access to in the playbook, I feel like, uh, specifically offensively. Obviously, we know he's a great defensive player, but they have other guys that can play that spot defensively. I feel like with Kyle, you can do more stuff with Jimmy and Bam off ball. You can do more stuff with Jimmy and Bam on ball because you have another guy who can play off ball, whether as a cutter, as a screener, as a shooter in Kyle. And I just feel like uh, getting the pace going, like I was talking about before, that's really what they need because when he's not on the floor, it really feels like the last couple of seasons, but actually more like last season when it was like more of Goron struggling. So you didn't have that relief option. Mm -hmm. So I just think uh, Kyle coming back takes a lot of that off. And I think, you know, part of what I was talking about before is I'm expecting him to take more shots in the playoffs, specifically uh, when it starts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's getting tight. like, And I think that's just where he's at right now. In this point of the, I, I, I think that's just kind of what veterans do at this point in the NBA, right? Yeah. Well, he should be a little bit more rested. I mean, not emotionally, obviously, but physically from from the last two weeks. And we're expecting him to be back uh, soon, as Ira has reported. And, and he's apparently he's back with the team. Uh, Timmy, you, uh, do you want to counter either of the two of them? Or are you, no, are you so going I, Kyle also? Basically, um, I agree with Larry. And I think we are underestimating. Like, Chris Paul is being called the MVP candidate, right? But mm. Chris Paul and Larry's numbers are, like, basically the exact same. And I think the impact um, is the same as well. So I think we have kind of, we as a fan base, have forgotten just how what Larry did. Like, yeah, Spo was great with the undrafted players, but mm. Larry was the constant in that run of no no Jimmy, no bomb. So I think we've just forgotten what Larry actually does for this team. So I think, um, and like I say, Larry becomes a different monster in the playoffs. Like, and I, I remember that, that championship season, like, he just went toe-to-toe with, like, Steph Curry and things like so I think it'll be fine um I think the biggest issue is going to be towards the end of bench like which shooter shoots that night is it boxes the troops do we mm. actually like Adam wants Tucker to play back of center do we actually play another big man so I think playoff time with, with a healthy roster Larry will fix a lot of things but I still don't like like that Jimmy 
like um Brady brought up, like oh, I think YouTube Jimmy does does whatever he wants till the last minute. I'm gonna shoot the shot. Like that really like right. rides my gas. Like no, Jimmy, you have like um Duncan and all these people who can shoot. Like make the play, drive and kick, or get to the line. You shouldn't be taking step back threes or ridiculous floaters. Well, Jimmy, I mean, Spo has to tell him that at some point. I mean, I, I I don't know if that conversation has taken place and it's harder like, to get information than it used to be, but I know it was something that Eric was reluctant to do with Dwayne. But, I, you know, I mean, again, even late career Dwayne uh, was not previous Dwayne, but it, Dwayne had made more of those shots than Jimmy did, even though Dwayne's percentages were not as good as everybody uh, sort of thought. All right, after the break, uh, I, there's another person I want to enter into this equation. I, I mentioned three players and not a fourth intentionally but we're close at this point uh, and then we're going to get to some of the super chat comments so i'll bring back the ones from earlier and then also if you guys have any others we'll we'll try to answer them here in the last 10 minutes before we do want to talk about our sponsor five reasons sports network you can play this in florida yes prizepix.com i know the gambling thing and everything it's going through the legislature we're not gonna see about for two years prizepix is legal down here okay use the code five that's f-i-v-e at prizepix.com you can play NBA, NFL, the Super Bowl picks. The props are already up there. They're going to be putting more up in the next week and a half. I almost forgot that they're going to be playing a Super Bowl with everything else that's going on in the NFL the last two days. Uh, but you also can play NHL if you want. I can give you some Panther suggestions, um, you know, certainly to go over on. Uh, and again, you can play two, three, four, five players. So go to prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. That's the official fantasy partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Use that code. You put down 100 bucks. They will match 100 bucks. You put down 20, they'll match 20. You don't have to play it all at once, okay? So put down 100, let them match it for you, and play 20 at a time, okay? That's a great way to go. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code 5, and we'll get to some more of the Super Chat comments. So let me ask this question, because I, I know our guy Trilly has been pushing this on Twitter, and it, it's getting harder to argue it, I guess, at this point. Um, if he comes back reasonably healthy, and I'm not going to look at practice footage against other Heat players as indicative of him health. we got to see it on the court. But the fact that, you know, we don't know if Duncan's going to be here. Eric certainly doesn't seem to want to play him more than 20 minutes on a consistent basis. Uh, Struess has had moments, but then defensively yesterday and some of the, some of the, it, it broke no down. He's not boxing at all. Like it's, well, that's, that, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're coming off a 9-3 game, so there are obviously some positives, but I don't know that he's going to be playing those clutch minutes. And then Tyler has had these moments where, again, Eric's trusted him, but he's had some some rough nights of late, okay? Or is this primed for Oladipo to be the guy who create it, it, the you know sort of makes the Bam Jimmy thing work? And, and I'll ask this: I'll start with you this time, Alex. Is he even capable of that? Because we've talked about him as a lot of different things, but he's not a spacer, right? And and and, and Bam and Jimmy need a spacer, you would think. But does he do enough other things that it'll help the two of them out there with Kyle? I think for sure, especially if you're talking about playing them with Kyle. I just think that's a lineup that could definitely work. And I think you could just kind of uh, plug and play with the fifth guy there. It doesn't need to be PJ, for example, if you want to like uh, put in a little more, more spacing, I think you could throw Duncan in that lineup. I just think they could do a lot of different things. We're not talking about necessarily, uh, necessarily the, like the closing lineups and playoffs here. I just feel like when you get a Lodipo, if you start, if, if Spo plays him over certain guys that like we've talked about in the past, that means that he has trust, like faith in him to be more or less what he was last season, right? Because I don't think he would, he would just gift him minutes over guys that have been uh, proving it all season that they deserve to be in the rotation unless he was showing it off, you know, in practice uh, leading up to it. So I just feel like if he's out there, play him next to the stars. We got to see how that looks. We got to see how 
uh, those guys play together and you got to give them time to figure it out if it doesn't work out. But I just feel like those guys are so talented. All of them are smart players, can move the ball, can all score the ball in different ways. I, I feel like it would be a really nice fit, especially if you throw in another guy who can really shoot there just to take some pressure off of Oladipo to have to be a spacer. But regardless, a lot of those guys we're talking about in that lineup can play on or off ball. A lot of guys there are, I mean, those four right there, elite defensive players, right? Very good defensive players at worst. So I just feel like there's a lot of potential there and you got to try it out now in the regular season. And I think Spo will, as long as uh, Depot is showing that he deserves to get those minutes. And I think we're all kind of expecting him to, to get them at some point uh, early on. Brady, we, we, we talk about, we're talking about this as an offensive context with Bam and Jimmy, because we we're sort of assuming the defense, right? Like that. I mean, the mm-hmm. defense is elite with the two of them. That's really not the question here. But we've also acknowledged that Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson get hunted. Uh, there's no question. Um, Tyler, especially lately. And if you're playing Oladipo, there's no one to hunt, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I, I'm wondering, is, is the trade-off enough? The space that you're giving up offensively for a team that already struggles at times offensively, particularly when the game slows down and in crunch time, is the tr- is the is the advantage that Oladipo gives you defensively again, assuming an eighty to eighty five percent Oladipo, uh, enough to offset whatever spacing that you're giving up on offense? I'm not really worried when we talk about Victor Oladipo plugging as a spacer because I think it's more important to just have a bunch of shot creation because we've seen what's happened when you have a bunch of spacers. So you talk about late in the game, uh, Jimmy not utilizing maybe the spacers to their advantage. I think it's better to put a bunch of shot creators out there that have no holes defensively. And that's not to say that Tyler Hero won't be a closer because he will. Uh, We've seen that they trust him, and I think it's the right move most nights. But when there's nights where he's maybe an off night 5 for 22 against Toronto or he's getting totally hunted in the same game against Toronto, that's not the worst thing in the world to change up your closing lineup uh, and put an Oladipo in there who, like you said, there aren't any holes defensively. And we talk about uh, the Calebs and the Gabes. Those are on-ball stoppers. Victor Oladipo plugs into this defense just as greatly because he's an off-ball screen navigator who can, you can put on one of those shooter, trailer type of guys uh, and kind of stop them defensively. But talking about offense, uh, it's just as simple as, uh, I don't know, Tyler we've seen is not a primary attacker. I'm not so sure he's a secondary attacker right now. I think he's just a guy you can put in so many different spots as a, as a creator, mid-range shooter. Uh, but Victor Oladipo, when healthy, 88-5%, he's a secondary attacker. We've seen him be a primary attacker. That I think late in games you look feel a lot better uh, in many of those spots when you kind of play an even game defensively that I think you can get shots. And when we're talking about spacers surrounding these guys, P.J. Tucker is a legitimate spacer in this league right now. Like we're seeing a guy that they're calling 47 because he's shooting 47% from three. Like this is something that's legitimate. Uh, I think in the playoffs we've seen him step up as well, that this is not just one of those things that – uh, he's just on a hot stretch or anything like this is probably going to be PJ Tucker for as long as they have him in Miami uh, for at least the next couple of years uh, that you just got to sur- just surround the, these guys with shot creators. And I think that's just the way to go. All right. I'm going to have Timothy weigh in on something else. Call up the uh, call up the comments again here, the super chat, uh, particularly the first one, Manny, if you can, the second one uh, I know came in about Oladipo making this a scary heat team. Uh, and that one, thanks. Well, that one we read. Uh, the first one I want to get to, I want to get, there we go. After, uh, I, I mean, I think, would you do the hero and Duncan for Beal? Let, let's, let's address this. Um, because look, I'm not going to get head faked by the Bradley Beal reports again. I mean, th- this has been four years of this. <laughs> for the seventh, for the seventh time. 
I, I mean, I've lost bets to Candace Buckner about this, uh, you know, about when exactly he would be traded. Uh, or Something's coming. Um, it, it just seems like, he, you know, again, he, he flirts. Uh, he makes the scene kind of behind the scenes, but he never actually pushes for it. But we know the Riley mantra is, you know, you trade the good player for the great player. You deal with it afterwards, right? Would you push? They don't have a ton of chips to push on the table. I mean, they've got Hero, right? Pre-extension. They've got Duncan. They don't have a lot of picks, obviously, <laughs> that they can trade. Um, I mean, they have some minimums. I mean, the potential of Omer maybe. Markeith Morris doesn't really do something for a lot of the team. He's not really doing anything for the heat right now, as we know. Uh, but, but I mean, would you go all in for B? I mean, do you feel that Jimmy and Ben, cause you talked about it cause you're the one who said it. You said, maybe they need a score to kind of take over. I don't know that Beal's always been that, but do you, do you push all the chips on the table that you have to get Bradley Beal? So I actually would, but not now. I would do it in the summer. Mm. Um, for a lot of reasons, what Brady said, I think that that is going to win six months of the year. But I think Tyler won't be playing in the last four minutes of the game because I, I am excited to see Larry, Depot, Jimmy, Tuck, and Bam. I think that that last three minutes of the game is like hell for other teams. So I actually think they owe it to themselves to see what they can do right now. Um, and but if not, because I, I agree with you, I don't think Bill is going anywhere next week Thursday. But no, if if we go to this this off season and Depot maybe didn't get back to hundred percent or. You know, we've given up on Duncan and Tyler. I, I, I think you get Beal, but at the deadline. I mean, sorry, at, at draft night or the summer, I don't think you go for Beal next week, not knowing what Depot adds to this team. You haven't seen Lowry, Jimmy, Bam, Tucker, this team as a whole. I think it's not enough information. Like, maybe if we had them for the whole year and had this issue, but no, I just I think they owe it themselves like, to, to keep this, this group together until the summer. But, but here's the thing about it. If Depot's closing games in the playoffs and it goes well, right then is there a need to trade for beal right because uh, then well, i was if they lose. They lose oh if they lose okay because because yeah. i assume if, if depot plays well you got his bird rights it's a luxury tax yeah, issue, so if they lose, then, issue. right and he's your starting two guard next year basically right. right i mean whether tyler's here or not right i mean is yeah. is that is that fair i mean alex brady do you see any situation where oladipo you know proves his value to such a degree that he becomes the guy that, it, that we stop talking about Beal and Lillard and some of the others. Yeah, that's best case scenario. Like yeah. if you're talking about it like that, then that means everything worked out. I think that he he would have to stand out like he is playing at Tyler's level or better in the playoffs is what you're talking about there because that means he, he's just coming back and just kind of figuring it out with a new team and he's playing that well. That means he could get better, right? I mean, that's kind of implied, uh, but. Really, I, I just think it's it's that's a lot. That's a lot to ask for Victor Oladipo so quickly. I just don't want to get the expectations too high. I, I think Oladipo is going to be a great contributor, great uh, addition. I'm, I just want to make sure, uh, you know, Heat fans are not expecting an all-star player uh, when he comes back. But really, I, I think, like, it, it's a fair point because if he looks really good, if he's a standout, then that changes the equation a little bit. But it also, you know, just to be fair, on the other end of that same coin, you have another guy you can throw into that package there, right? Well, right. You kind of play around because the thing is, I'm not sure how many picks they actually do or don't have available to trade. I know that he'd always have tricks up their sleeve to be able to either uh, free up trades, whether, I mean, um, free up picks like they can with that OKC, 
or mm-hmm. uh, to maybe you know maybe acquire picks. Like I'm sure they, they've talked to teams. Like trade Duncan for a pick and then you pocket if, hero if need be. Exactly. So I, I feel like that they that's absolutely part of the conversation. If the Heat don't have the the, the trade, I mean the pick assets, it's just not going to work out. Like that's, that's that's just part of the formula when you trade these star players. If you're a team like the Wizards, right? Like you're expecting a certain amount of picks, pick swaps. And then the young players. So all right, so Oladipo, that'll be a full maybe rebuild. need one less pick that you got to worry about of Oladipo, right? But regardless, the Beal stuff, I'm you know I'm not gonna anticipate anything. I mean anything until, uh, you know, it really starts to heat up. I feel like we're, we're we keep getting teased, teased, and and I don't know. I, I feel like uh, he's the boy who cried wolf at this point, where it's like <laughs> nobody really like, believes like you. Like five, times. nobody really Beal leaves you. <laughs> Look at that. There you go. That should be a shirt. Um, one more comment came in here on the Super Chat. I want to address it before we go. Thanks to our sponsors, Broward Signs. Uh, Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale, and, of course, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5. Uh, the one about Duncan Robinson, yeah, use the code 5 for sure and get your initial deposit matched as a bonus. Uh, the one came in about Duncan Robinson and kind of uh, what do you think is the best return that could be got. So I was looking at some of these players today that are in that salary range. So if you're talking about, say, Duncan, KZ, and maybe Omer, Okay, so let me just throw a couple names at you. Would you make that? Yes or no? No, no elaboration here. Okay, would you make that trade for Marcus Morris, Brady? It, it's just yes player no. for player, maybe. Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> no, because we're sitting here and saying PJ is still the starting five and the closer. So it's a similar scenario. Like as much as we want to look at it one for one, like. We're still talking about trading a player that's not closing for another player that won't be closing. Uh, so I think it's preference on on money. I think it's preference uh, that maybe right now with what they need. Honestly, because you said yes or no, I'll say no right now because that just the more I think about it, the front court they have, unless they think PJ maybe is gone in a year, uh, I don't think it makes sense. Alex, I know your answer on this one, so I'll ask Timmy. I now, no, I got another one for you, uh, Timmy Harrison Barnes. Yes. Okay, that one's clear. Alex, give me one name out of the blue because I know your feelings on Harrison Barnes. Give me one name out of the blue you would trade Duncan for right now. I mean, I, 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 that's the problem is you In can't ask twenty price range. We just talked. We just talked about the guy that I might trade him for, and that's Harrison Barnes. That's really how I feel when it comes to other people like that Morris trade. I just wanted to say I feel like Brady's been the only other person to point out like it's. I mean, it's true. Like Morris would not be closing. Right, he would have to be going off as a shooter, and I know he he got hot for the Clippers last season, but he would not. I just don't think like Tucker and Morris are going to be getting these clean, nice looks if you're playing them next to Jimmy Bam and you know what I'm saying, another mm-hmm. potential non-spacer, depending on how Depot looks as a as a shooter. I just feel like you're kind of putting it in in a situation where you're trading Duncan, who his upside for you when things are looking really good is really good for a guy who, like Brady said, is probably not going to close. And I know that Duncan hasn't been closing either, but when you're talking about, like, uh, impact there and, and making other guys better, I don't know how you trade three guys for Morris. It's not, nevertheless, just trading Duncan, man. It's fair. Uh, yeah, okay, since, since neither of those were yes or no. Timmy, Christian Wood. No, it's no, no. Okay, no. Christian Wood, yes or no? No, unless you think Tucker could play the three. Um, and put Jimmy at the two, which I don't, which I don't, which I don't, I don't want, want which I don't want. So no, I, Pat, Pat probably thinks Tucker could play the three. <laughs> this is 
this age of sizing. Yeah. You know what? Everybody yeah. should read it because I, I know you picked up a copy, Alex. But uh, if you read, if you read blood, yeah, I, uh, I ordered, I ordered mine. Yeah, I ordered mine. Yeah, if you read blood in the garden, you will see because you had Anthony Mason playing the three. Okay, that's uh, but that was again that was the late '90s, uh, and it's not the late '90s anymore. All right, thanks to our sponsors. Could do that. That's true. Harrison Barnes could do that, although he has a similar personality traits to Duncan, which concerns me a little bit. But uh, we will say, uh, well, look, Duncan moved up in the big leagues as a podcaster today, too. So uh, so there you go. Um, by the way, 830. So as we speak right now, six ring is going on, wheel. on this stage. Nine o'clock, nine o'clock. I can tell you this. We didn't trade Duncan on this program. At nine o'clock on Clutch Quarter, they will be trading Duncan and everybody else. All right, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.